Well, good morning, church. I'm glad that you are with us online today. I'm so excited to be continuing this series that we are in called Risky. Now, if you weren't with us over the last few weeks, we've been looking at a a, a prayer from Psalm 139. And the prayer is found in verse 23 and 24. So the prayer goes like this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Last week, we, we looked at test me and know my anxious thoughts. And Pastor Sean opened the series a couple weeks ago by looking at search me. And so today we are going to go to the next prayer in this prayer that can be risky because it's vulnerable. See if there is any offensive way in me. Now today, church, wherever you're watching this from, whether you're laying in your bed, whether you're out camping somewhere, when, when the word blind spots or the phrase blind spots comes to your mind, what pops into your imagination? What comes into your mind when I say the phrase blind spots? For some of us, maybe it's a, a being in a car and there's certain areas where your mirrors can't see or you've got pillars in between your windshield and your sides and those are the blind spots and that's what comes to mind. But did you know that each one of us has blind spots in our eyes. Did you know that? Did you know that you have a blind spot in your vision? And we're going to do a a pretty cool little test right now. You can try this out at home. You'll see on the screen below me right here that there is an image. Now, what I want you to do is to be centered on the image as best as you can. And I want you to look at the plus sign on the left-hand side, but you're going to cover your left eye. So cover your left eye and look at the plus sign. And now move closer to the screen until you see the dot on the right-hand side disappear. That is your blind spot. Now, if you're watching this and it's on a TV and it's too big, or maybe you, you didn't have it happen for you, you can test this out by Googling blind spot tests, but it's incredible. This week, I was, I was looking at it and I was like, what is that? You see the dot just disappear. And what's actually happening in that moment is that your eye has an area that is where the retina connects to the optic nerve. And in that, it actually finishes in your retina. So when the light comes into your eye, goes through your pupil, and hits the back of your retina, when it sends that signal to the optic nerve, where it connects is actually in your retina. And so there's a blind spot. And so what your vision actually is, there's actually blind spots in our vision that our brain fills in that information with our other eye, or it fills it in by looking around at the surrounding and trying to guess what that's going to look like. Isn't that pretty crazy? We're all walking around with blind spots in our vision every day that we don't notice or even are aware of. But we also have blind spots that happen in our lives. We have blind spots in our day-to-day walk that we are maybe not aware of. Just this week, we had our staff reviews here at the church. 
And it was, it was a good time. We got to hear this year specifically from our supervisor, but we also got to hear from one or two staff members on our team to say how we are living out our current core values as a staff team and how we're performing in those areas. And if you want to ever hear what some of your own blind spots are, just go through a review process. There's so many great things that our staff encouraged me with, but there's also some areas in my life and in my ministry here at the church and me being a team member of Callwood Church that I can continue to grow in. There's some things that are being shown to me from another perspective because I couldn't see them as clearly from my limited perspective. It was a blind spot in my own life. And today, we are going to be looking at some blind spots that we may have in our lives. And that's why the first word of this prayer is such an important one. The first word of this prayer that we've prayed today is see. It is from the Hebrew word ra'ah. And what it means is to gaze at, to perceive, to look at. Really, the idea behind this is that we are opening up ourselves before God and asking him to look at our lives under the microscope. We are asking God to see us as we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is why this can feel like a very risky prayer to pray. It can feel like a difficult prayer for us to pray because often we do not want to be fully seen. We see an example of this in Genesis chapter 3. If you're not familiar with the creation story, in Genesis chapter 3, it's where, where God has created Adam and Eve and he has brought them into the garden. And he says to them, you can eat from any fruit of this garden, but just don't eat from this one tree. And in Genesis chapter 3, starting in verse 6, we pick this up. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then their eyes were both opened and they realized that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. And the Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Adam and Eve sin and go against what God had, had told them in the Garden of Eden and they eat from the one tree that they're commanded not to eat from. And what is their first impulse when that happens? Their first impulse that we find is to hide. 
first they see that they are naked and so they make coverings and clothes for themselves to hide their body. Then they hear that God is walking in the garden and they hide from him. And finally, through their lies and blaming, they hide from each other and themselves. Their first desire when they fell short, when they sinned, was to hide from God, the one who had created them and made them. This is actually so tragic because what it actually means to be a human being in a biblical worldview is to be created in the image of God. This means that we are called to reflect him to this world around us. We are called to be his imagers, sharing his life and his love with all of creation. We are called to be that. And when Adam and Eve sinned, instead of stepping further into that and going closer to God and being in relationship with him, they stepped further away from that calling and that purpose that God had put on their lives. Instead of being the image of God to the rest of creation, they hid. And I think that this process of hiding continues on today. David Taylor says this, Whatever they may be with our secrets, we hide. We hide from others and we hide from ourselves and ultimately we hide from God. In our, dark, in our hiding, we choose darkness over light. We embrace death instead of life. We elect to be lonely rather than to be relationally at home with others. Like Adam and Eve, when we hide from God, we become alienated from God and thus spend our time and strength trying to transcend life's limits, death, dependence, moral laws, and God-given boundaries. By hiding from God and not wanting him to see us, we actually hide from the very thing that we need most in this life from our creator who has given us our identity, from our creator who knows us intimately, and from our creator who can bring healing into those moments where we are broken. For Adam and Eve, they made clothing that covered themselves. For us today, it might be something different. We may hide or numb in a different way. We may hide that secret addiction that we don't want anyone to know about, that we don't want it to come to the surface, and we want to try and keep it in the dark. We may disengage from from being engaged at our homes, going on social media, binge-watching the next series. Instead of addressing what we need to address, instead of being seen, we hide ourselves. Adam and Eve hid a long time ago, but this process of hiding of numbing the dark parts of us continues today. You know what you use for numbing. You know whether it's drinking or gambling or social media addiction, whatever that may be, you know what you use to not be seen. And that's why the first word of this prayer today is so risky. That's why the first word of this prayer today feels so vulnerable because we are asking God, our Father, to see us. And if we're being honest today, sometimes we don't want to be seen because we don't like what's within us. And that leads us to the second word of the prayer that I want us to unpack this morning, and that is the word of offensive. 
Now, if I were to come to you today and to say, I think you are offensive, you would probably think in your mind, I'm offended that he thinks I'm offensive. Think about this. As Canadians, one of the national stereotypes that we have is that we are a people who say, I'm sorry. That is what other nations laugh at us for and make fun of us for. We as Canadians in this current culture, in this current time, are so scared of being called offensive. And none of us want to be called offensive. Being offended is such a subjective thing to us today too, isn't it? Being offended really is in the eye of the beholder. I can say the same phrase in different contexts and in different settings, and it can be offensive. I can say the phrase, you are looking huge to someone, and it can be very offensive or it can be a compliment. If someone is working out and wants to get big, and I say to them, you look huge, they feel good about themselves. They're like, yes, that's what I've been aiming for. If my very pregnant wife a few months ago came to me and said, how do I look? And I responded with, you look huge. I would be looking for a new place to sleep that night. Not because of Lindsay, she's gracious, but I would just be scared of the ramifications of, of, of what happened. Like, you don't say that to a very pregnant woman. That is a bad idea. You look huge in different contexts and in different settings can be offensive to different people. And so when we say the phrase offensive, it can mean a whole lot of different things to us today. And this is why we need to get really clear on what is the Bible saying when it uses that word offensive. The Hebrew word offensive is otsev, and it carries with it two meanings. The, the first meaning is that it carries with it the idea of causing pain or sorrow or to grieve someone else. Actions that cause sorrow, actions that cause pain. If we're back to the beginning this morning talking about our blind spots, often we are unaware of how our actions may cause pain or sorrow to other people. We, we, we're unaware of it because we kind of cover over it in our own hearts and in our own lives. We do what psychologists call moral licensing. Moral licensing means that we view good behaviors and we use it to excuse our bad behaviors. It would be like, just hypothetically speaking, it would be like going to work out at the gym and then on the way home going, I had such a great workout, I worked so hard, I'm going to go get a blizzard. Hypothetical. Purely hypothetical. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that is something that I have morally licensed in my own life. But, but there are actually really more serious ways that we do this. We think I give to that charity or I give to the church so it's not really a big deal if I cheat on my taxes this year. We look at the good behavior and we fill in the gap like that blind spot that we talked about at the beginning where we maybe have dark areas of our lives because we go, I'm generally a good person. We use our good behaviors to, to overcome or shadow over our bad behaviors. And the question that I want us to ask today to maybe bring some of those blind spots where we are offensive, where we cause pain or where we cause sorrow or where we grieve another is this. If people were to see every part of your life, is there anything that you would want to hide? 
If people were to see every part of your life, is there anything that you would want to hide? Now, this is not a question causing shame to rise up, not a question to beat you down, but if something came to your mind, that might be something that the Holy Spirit of God is trying to say, hey, this is an area of darkness that I want to bring to the light. This is an area that is offensive, causing harm to yourself or to other people that I want to bring out into the life so you can have healing and freedom in this area. For some of you this week, it might be the media that you've looked at. It might be the way that you handle your finances or the way that you speak to your spouse or your children. The secret addiction that you don't want anyone finding out about or maybe the negative habits that cause you to be unloving to the people who are closest to you. This week as I was praying this prayer and as I was preparing for this morning's message, I had to ask, God, is there any offensive way in me? I don't want to just get up and teach from the word and not allow this scripture to work over in my heart and in my life. And so I had to sit before God and say, is there anything that is otsev, offensive, causing difficulty? And one of the things that the Holy Spirit just lovingly put his finger on in my life was, hey, you need to be aware of how you use your phone when you're at home. Sometimes you go on that too much and you're not paying attention and engaged to your wife who needs your help, especially in this season where you have a newborn in your house. I had to open up my heart and my life and ask God, what is it that you need to put your finger on? What do I need to be aware of? What offensive way is there in me? And that's the invitation to all of us this week. Is there anything in your life that if others were to see it, you would be nervous about. Process that. You don't have to answer out loud if you're sitting with people, but you might know exactly what the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to you about today. The second word or meaning that Otsev has within it is actually idle. And if you're new to church or you're new to Christianity and you don't know what an idol is, in the Old Testament, God, one of the Ten Commandments, said that you should no place no idol above me. An idol is something that we give our attention, our hearts, and our desires towards, and we have the propensity to put it ahead of God in our lives. And this is actually deeply tragic because we make images for God and we worship them. We turn them into gods. And as we said earlier, we were created and called to be the image of God to this world that we are in. And so we are turning away from our calling as God's people to be his image or imagers in this world when we set up idols and when we worship them. This also shows us that otsev or being offensive is not just about our interpersonal relationships or with ourselves. It's actually about offending or grieving the heart of God. We can cause pain or sorrow to God. A place that we see this clearly in scripture is Genesis chapter 6. God has created everyone and they have turned away from their created order and are living in wickedness, causing pain and destruction to the world that he loves and to the people that he has created. And it says that God's heart in that moment was grieved. Before the flood and Noah in Genesis chapter 6, we find the grieved heart of God because of the way that people were living their lives. Otsev means that we can cause pain or sorrow not just to ourselves, 
but also to God. Our lives are heading in a direction with the choices that we make. Are they heading towards being offensive, heading towards causing pain, causing sorrow, causing others to be grieved, or are our ways heading towards stepping into life and love and the calling that God has for us as his people? Which leads me to the last word that I want to unpack from this scripture this morning, and that is the word of way. The Hebrew word is direct. And the idea behind it is that it is a way or a road or a path or a course for your life. When I was 18 years old, I had a a chance to go to Israel with my family. And it was an incredible trip. And one of the amazing things that we got to do on that trip was we actually got to hike up Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai, if you're not familiar, is where Moses received the Ten Commandments from God. And we got to hike up Mount Sinai, and it took us hours to hike it up. And we get up there for sunset, and we see this beautiful sunset. And it was such an impacting moment of sitting in that space where Moses had met with God thousands of years earlier. But one of the challenges was we hiked up to watch sunset, so that meant that the way back down was in the dark. And we got about halfway down and it was almost pitch black and we only had a couple of flashlights with us. And so I was walking down the path and I went to step on a rock and I went over on my ankle. I had bad ankles from playing basketball for years and years, but I went over on my ankle because I couldn't see the path before me. And I wished so much that I had a flashlight with me so that I could see where my steps were going. And friends, today this prayer see if there's any offensive way in me, is a flashlight for your path. It is a flashlight for the direction that you are heading, saying, God, make me aware of the blind spots that maybe are in my life. Make me aware of if the way that I'm heading is not aligned with you, is not bringing love, but is actually causing pain and sorrow and to grieve you and others. That is the invitation for all of us today, is to open up our hearts and our lives before God, to be seen as we are, not as we would like others to see us, not as we sometimes pretend to be, but an opportunity to be seen as we are before God. Because our Father loves us, And he doesn't want us to walk down a derech, a way that is causing damage and destruction. This prayer this morning is an opportunity for repentance. Repentance in the biblical language is when you are walking one direction and you turn and start walking in a different direction. Today, friends, wherever you are watching this from, you may be heading down a path that you know is not life-giving and healthy It is not too late to turn. It is not too late to repent and to walk a different direction, to step towards light and bringing the darkness out into the light so that you may be healed and may walk in greater freedom. Because we can desire freedom and we can desire to hide, but those two things don't work together. If we want freedom in our lives, we need to stop hiding We need to bring ourselves, all of ourselves, before God. And that is the invitation when we pray, see if there is any offensive way in me. 
Because at the end of the day, Psalm 139 that we read earlier has a really important truth for us earlier in that passage. Psalm 139 starts off this way. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise and you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. Friends, the honest truth today is God knows. The thing that you might be embarrassed about, the thing that you might feel ashamed about, the thing that you want to push down and numb and not acknowledge, the blind spots that each of us have, God already knows them. And the amazing thing about our Father in heaven is that he does not turn away when we try to hide ourselves from him. He is steady. He is consistent. He is faithful even when we are faithless. Even when we are walking away, he is coming after us, chasing after us. That is what Jesus and and him coming to this earth and going to the cross on our behalf is all about. He loves each one of us so much and his creation so much that he was not content with allowing it to just head down a direct, a way that is going to destruction. But he wants to redeem and restore and, and heal you. He wants you to walk in freedom today, friend, but you cannot keep hiding and walk in freedom. You need to bring what is offensive before you to God to say, God, help me to see this. Bring healing in this area in my life because God is the only truly objective viewpoint in this world. Where others may have blind spots, where we may have blind spots, God is the true objective vantage point. He is the one who created you and knows you. And guess what? He loves you still with all of your blind spots, all of your baggage, and all of your brokenness. And that's why we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be fearful. We can bring all of ourselves before our God because he loves us and he wants us to walk in greater freedom so that we can love him and love others better. Church, would you pray with me this morning? Father, prayer for us as a church and my prayer for each individual who's listening today is see if there are any offensive ways in us. God, this matters so much because the world around us is watching. This is a prayer, God, of humility saying we we know that there's things that we need to bring before you. So God, give us the strength, give us the courage to stop hiding. 
Give us the ability to to allow you to lovingly show us our blind spots. Show us the offensive ways in us that are causing pain and sorrow and grieving you and others and even ourselves at times. God, we need your healing. We need your freedom. We need your forgiveness today. So if there's any person watching that just feels like they are too far gone in whatever road they've been walking down, today, God, I pray that it would be a turning point in their story, that they would know that you are with them, that they are not too far gone, that you have been following them, chasing after them, and loving them every step, even the steps that are going away from you, Lord. So today, God, I pray for new beginnings, fresh starts. Because God, you want us to walk in freedom so that we can love you and love others better. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you're new with us today or you're new to faith and you're wanting to pray this prayer of following Jesus for the first time or you want your life to head towards that life and that love that I was talking about, I'd encourage you to text the word LIFE to 250-478-7113 and one of our pastors will be in touch with you and walk with you as you start your journey of faith. We love you so much, church, and I pray that you have an amazing week ahead. May God's grace and peace go with you today.